Morning all. Yours again. Hello. Hello, John. How's your nipple? Fucking hell, it's all right, mate. <laughs> For the listeners, probably need to explain that. Yeah. I've got pierced nipples, balls mm. in them. I had it done about three years ago. And uh, last night, as I was drying off from a shower, I felt this tug on the right-hand side. And I looked down, and this fucking bar is torn through my nipple, and it's hanging out. It's nearly all the way through, and I'm thinking, fuck, that's not good. Blood everywhere. So I thought, what do I do? I thought, I, I, honestly, I was so shocked. It didn't hurt at all. But I was so not shocked, surprised. I thought, well, what am I going to do now? I've got to unscrew it and take it out. I just yank it out. I thought, no, I've got to yank it out. That really hurt, surely. I thought, I don't yeah, know. So I just pushed it back into the fucking... Yeah, well, it was one of those... Thoughts you had, you know, what if I shoot with that in the head type of thoughts, you know, will it hurt? Yeah, um, intrusive thoughts. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. So I, I pushed the thing back into the where it should be and closed the fucking flappy skin over and put a plaster on it. Yeah, look, for the, for the watchers. And there's the other one, you can see the bars, you see. So it's, uh, I, I guess it will heal quite well. Doesn't even, I was amazed it didn't hurt. Because, you know, someone said to you, someone said to you, do you reckon if you had a, a, a bar through your nipple and you yanked it so hard it tore through the skin, would it hurt? You go, yes, it fucking would. It didn't hurt if I would think. It's not even particularly sore. It's because it's cause you're old, your nerves are dying. Well, the thing is, this nipple as well, because I've got that scar, the, ner- the nerves are fucked. So normally that nipple's really fucking even more sensitive than usual. Well, actually having it pierced is agonising. But, you know, Yankee fucking bathroom, nothing. Oh, I reckon it's because I'm such a fucking hard bastard. Such a tough motherfucker. Can you, um, can you tell Holly to fuck off? All I can hear is slack going off. Yeah, it's Holly, innit? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll stick yeah, it's Holly. Got what the fuck she wants. That would be good. Holly, what do you want? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, when you listen to this, Holly, for fuck's sake. And for the listeners, I'm very tired. So, therefore, I'm very grumpy. And I've been grumpy recently anyway, haven't I, John? You have been grumpy. I think it's actually your periods, Joe. Mm, I'm agitated constantly. What are, you, what are you agitated for? What's the matter? Tell Uncle John. Is it your I'll have to sit on your knee. I'll have to sit on your knee to tell you. Talking of which, I'm coming to Cork soon, aren't I? You are. This is very exciting, listeners. Cork, very exciting. Cork. We got a day and a half together, two nights in the hotel, which sounds wrong, I know, but I need to email this morning to so what the rooms are. But we are planning the next probably six to 12 months, probably six months into the new year. Because we've got some exciting shit coming. Not least, not least, we doing, we've got a consulting arm as well. Because we know from our experience, we know um, when we actually sit down and work with clients one-on-one for a day or two, they do. I mean, if, you, if you've worked with us before and you've done epic shit because of what you've learned in, in a circle or elite or from our training programs, when you sit down with us and we actually sit down with a pen and paper and, and beat you to death with a stick for a day in a meeting room, um, it, it's beyond compare. It really is. 
Mm. So what we're doing is we're well, that's like going to the, the high flyers. Tell me what you like to think about, Connor. Thank you. I like to think about your nipples. No, I, I just think that in a hot seat, we have 45 minutes to an hour with them. You know, people can apply for longer if they need it within a league. And I like to think of them as a little grape. And it's our job to squeeze as much juice out of that grape as possible in the hot seat. And we get a lot of fucking juice from those grapes in those seeds. So in a day, fuck me. We, we fuck the shit out of the pulp after we've got all the juice out of it. There's nothing left. The day with mm. us, we pummel them. Yeah, I mean, from experience, it's a, a certain kind of person. I mean, the, the kind of person who does a day's consulting like that, or possibly two, is someone who's already successful. Sometimes they're solopreneurs. Sometimes they have a, a like a business with a team. Sometimes they have a slightly larger business. It, 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 that's not really indicative. But what it is, they've got to a certain point in that they they like hit a, almost like hit a glass ceiling, meaning there's something stopping them from going. But they don't know what it is. But they also know doing more of the same thing they're already doing will get them only incremental improvements. They want to move the needle to the other side of the scale, and they can't do that on their own. So if they could do it, they'd be doing it. And they've read all the books, and they've, and many many of the people, and I guess we're actually guilty of feeding into this unwittingly. Um, many of the people who, who go for this kind of thing, it's not that they're uninformed about marketing. On the contrary, sometimes they seem to be too informed, meaning they've that they're, they're like. They're like learner drivers. They know the highway code inside out. They know all the mechanics of driving a car. But the one thing they haven't done is driven a car very much. You know, so yeah. they know all the shit, but they don't know what to do when. And, and it, I do. I kind of smile in a in a very probably quite patronising actually, but certainly in an avuncular way. At newly newly minted marketing professionals or people who've just discovered marketing it. They get really excited and they, they see the possibilities, but what they don't see is the downside. A good example would be, um, I know someone now who's he's got a, a, a PT, he's got a clothing line. And she was getting very excited about helping him market that until I pointed out that retail is a bitch. Um, and this guy wants to sell to students who've got no fucking money. Um, you know, if the, I know we had a we had a retail guy in retail clothing guy in in foundations, and it was tough, and he was using Etsy and stuff, so it's gonna be even tougher doing it in person kind of thing. So, you know, yeah. so it, this stuff is all very exciting, and and the, and the possibilities are endless, but the devil is always in the detail, and you won't, you, know, you can't get the same amount of detail sitting in a hot seat or in an inner circle or reading books you'll get from us sitting there and we can shortcut so much time as well. You, mm -hmm. you could send, you could spend six months chasing a fucking rabbit. You ain't going to catch. Whereas in five minutes I could say, or you could say, well, that ain't going to work. And here's why it won't work. Cause we've seen it a million times before yeah. and it hasn't worked. You know? mm -hmm. I'm very excited. And often silly things like, Often silly things like, well, no, just make these 
few very subtle tweaks and use the this software instead of that and talk to this person instead of that person. Little things like that save people tens of thousands of pounds in well, endless look at, minutes. Look at the power of triage. Mm -hmm. Look at the power of triage and how that has changed people. That one thing alone. In fact, even simpler than that, when I started working with a lady last just over a year ago now, she's still with me. You know, she signed up for three months, and here she is, just 13 months later, still there. Can't get rid of her. You know, it's like packing a dog hump in your leg, you know. Um, within 30 days, and she, she's the lady who told me, she, she confided in me, she said, when she hit the send button on the, on the, the payment for the invoice, I said, and I allowed her to pay in three installments as well. Which is very, and I, I did that because she said something which told me yeah, she's, she's a goer. She will make a go of this. And what she, she said something, I can't, what, can't remember what she said, but, but the gist of it was she clearly understood the difference between tactics and strategy. Now, I know people who've been in marketing for 20 or 30 years who don't know that. So she immediately qualified herself. So I let her pay in three installments. And she said, uh, I think it was a redundancy money she'd basically committed to giving me. She said, uh, <laughs> when, I, when I sent that payment for that first installment, she said, I felt physically sick. I thought, what if this guy's shit? What if he just takes my money and runs like a lot of these coaches and mentors do? But within 30 days, I changed her life just by doing three really simple things that cost nothing, didn't even require much work. One was she raised her prices. Well, that was sim as simple as saying, you know, say different words when you ask for the money. That's all it was. She raised the prices by 20%. Second thing was um, no more working for free. Didn't even teach her triage yet. Just said, don't work for free. You know, we you, you're going to get paid for calls and you don't go for meetings for free. And when that when you get inquiries and that comes up, I'll, sh I'll coach you through the replies. That's the second. Thing. The third thing was on all your retainer clients, you get paid up front. And anything, any work you do, you get paid at least something up front. So all our retainers, new retainers, they pay up at the beginning of the month. Jeez, and 30 days later, she said, this has just changed my life. And it's that simple. And none of that cost any money whatsoever apart from the money you paid me. Which ain't cheap. And that, and that, no, not cheap. It's a lot cheaper than our day's consulting, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, me. it is. Well, again, it's, it's, you get, I want to say you get what you pay for. This is unusual in our line of work. Um, and this is for the, I mean, Connor knows this, obviously, because we, we work together, we do this shit. But for the, for the listeners and the watchers, most people in our line of work, they have this graduated scale of what they will share with you for money. So you get people's best stuff by paying them more. We don't do that. As far as I'm concerned, some of my best stuff is in that £5 book you'll read. Yeah, it's not in the same yeah. detail. It's not in the, it is. You know, triage is some of my best stuff. I mean, it really is. But the thing is, we can't teach that in the same detail in a in a five pound book or in an inner circle or in a forty five minute phone call that I can in a day in an office with you. So what you pay for with me and Connor is not so much the stuff we we can share with you because we don't have this notion of best stuff. Everyone gets everything. The constraint is how much time have we got to to share it with you in detail, the nuances, and that's what you pay for. Yeah. And yeah, let's let's be very clear: the nuance can make all the fucking difference. I mean, when I when I my mentoring guys on the other side of the business, when when they send me a, a thing and say I've had this inquiry, it's like a screenshot. 
I get a sixth sense of where it's going almost immediately. Well, you, you, you can't teach that. You only get that with experience. And the quickest way to get the experience is to have someone showing you how to do it, like I do. Um, classic examples, a few weeks ago, guy was one, one of my clients and sells, sells IT stuff. The guy wanted to buy some headsets. And all he sent, he sent this message to my, to my client and said, uh, I want to buy these headsets. I can get them for 135 and yours are 150. What can you do about the price? And I, I, I don't know what it was, but I just said, this is bullshit. If you could get them for 135 and that mattered to him, he'd be getting them. He wouldn't be coming back to you and I'll just drop your price. There's some reason he yeah. wants you and not them. So I said to him, what, what, he says, what, what do I reply? I said, what you say is, um, I can't do anything. I can't match that price, so you're better off buying from him. And that's what he said. Next thing, the guy just places the order anyway. <laughs> he said, how did you know that was going to happen? I said, I didn't know. I was fairly sure, but I didn't know for sure. But I knew because it's just experience. There's a reason this guy was coming back to you asking for a lower price. If it was that important to him and, he, and it didn't matter who he bought him from, he'd just go there. There's loads of reasons he might not be able to buy him. Maybe the guy hasn't got any. Maybe he doesn't like him. Maybe, maybe the amount of work to set up a purchase order for this new supplier is so onerous. I ain't got fucking time to do that. Now, there's, there's so many different reasons. But the fact is, I knew that he was coming back to you for the sake of 15 quid a headset. There's a reason for that. And he will pay it if you just say no. And that's what happened. You know? And that's what you pay for when you get a day. You get that personalized application application of the strategies that are outlined all over the fucking place and one of the reasons we don't do that whole tiered approach um it's because it's too much hard fucking work isn't it john what well, it well, I can't is tell you that yeah and think it's, in the back of your mind well what do i share and what don't i share as far as i'm concerned once you pay me that's it the gloves are yeah. off you get every you get you get everything i can give you in the time we've got in the detail i can give it to you in the time we've got so if it's an hour's call, yeah. I can either go you very deep access with us. Yeah. I can either go very deep on something or very wide on a lot of things. It's up to you. And sometimes they'll let me decide what to do because they've got a problem and how do I solve it in an hour? Sometimes I can't. I say, well, I can't solve this in an hour, but I can point you in the right way, point the right direction. But to solve it properly with my help, you're going to need to pay me more. And that's fair enough. Yeah. You are very subdued today, aren't you? I think there's a little delay as well, so I'm very uh, conscious over talking over you. Well, you don't want to do that. It could be as well. Yeah, so it's like when I stop talking, I, I hear a, there's like two seconds where you just sat there looking pretty. Because, well, I'm also very conscious myself. I tend to talk over you, partly because of the latency in the network. When I listen back to the, the podcast, we're always talking over each other. So now I'm, I'm consciously slowing my, down my speech and also big, giving bigger gap, which is an autistic person is really fucking hard because we don't take turns. We just go, Bleh! Mm, I know. Real I know that's why I learned to not shout back. I just sit there and... Uh, but we're going to... We're going to record some podcasts live fucking finally when we meet up, I oh, hope, yeah. anyway. Naked in our hotel room. It'd be criminal not to. It would be. It would be. It'd be criminal to see you naked anyway. I mean. And oh, mate, I look fantastic naked at the moment. Oh, 
Fuck off, Connor. You look like a 12 year old. Actually, yeah, pretty good. I. <laughs> I was going to say, what's wrong with the 12 year old boy? You know that the best thing about fucking a 13 year old girl in the shower, don't you? What? It's when you slick a wet hair back and pretend she's a 10 year old boy. <laughs> My mate told me. Jeez. Oh, God. I'm guessing we probably want to do it. So, yeah, we'll do some podcasts. <laughs> nah, why not? Maybe, maybe YouTube won't like it. I'd say, oh, yeah, all right, what do we do here? Nah, we leave it. Fuck. No one subscribes to the YouTube channel anyway, so it's all for the membership site. Anyway, okay, anyway look, if, if, if Ricky Gervais can tell pedo jokes, so can I. Absolutely. You look alike. I oh, nothing like fucking Ricky Gervais. He's got, has he got a beard? <laughs> yeah. And he's fat. He's, he's also got a tubby little belly. Also. Hey, no, so I've, got a fucking, I've, got a, I've got a fucking six pack, mate. I've got a six pack and a torn <laughs> nipple. I, I've decided that having, being muscular under five foot six doesn't count. You know, you've got tiny little muscles. It's easy to grow. <laughs> tiny little muscles. Like a little dwarf. <laughs> tiny little muscles. <laughs> yeah. There's, 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 there's no length. Arm. There's no length to the muscle, you know. It's just shrunk. So it, the effort well, needed is half. To be fair, it does give us an advantage in some of the lifts. Mechanical advantage, like in a squat. We haven't got so far to go. We've got stumpy little legs, you know. <laughs> and the muscle will look bigger in general, but that's, yeah. Uh, possibly. Not necessarily, no. It's all scaled up with tall people, isn't it? Well, I mean, the, the, the... No, 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 no. no, no five no, no, kilos no. of muscle, like adding five... Adding five kilos of muscle on someone who's six foot five, you, you'd hardly fucking notice. Add it to, to someone who's five foot, they, they'll look fucking jacked. Well, I suppose so. You got a point there, I suppose. What it's I like find scale, is, isn't what... it? When you take a dick pic, you take it with a fun size Mars bar, not a regular size. <laughs> I never thought about that. I, I tell you, I don't think I've ever taken a dick pic in my life. Liar. Why did I send you a dick pic once? Probably. You've sent, you've sent me a dick video, but you must have taken a picture of your dick. Why would I take a picture of my dick? I don't get it. Why would I do that? Who am I going to send it to? No, I want to Sarah, for fuck's sake. I don't want to send one to anyone else. Come on. Except you. Why would Maybe you send one to Sarah? Why would I? She's seen it many times. We're married. All right. You know? Yeah, but, like, when she's out shopping... And like she gets a text, and she'll be thinking, "Oh, John's asking for some fucking low-fat milk," uh, but it's what? actually just your cock. After, after twenty years of never having done that once in my life, if I suddenly think they're addicted when you're out shopping, you freak. <laughs> you wonder what the fucking hell was going on. I'm going to do that. That's a lot. Do it. The only problem is she might she might think you was trying to send it to someone else. Well, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Well, then again, I can't control what you think, can I? I mean, I can influence it when no. I'm in a dick pic, of course, but I, mean, I can't control it. 
Send her a dick pic next time she goes shopping. No, because you know what happened, don't you? I will send it to the wrong person what? somehow. <laughs> Probably send it to one of my fucking EBGX or something. That'll be fucking funny, won't it? Oh, God, it'll go back to the uh, hate, hateful EBG Facebook groups. Oh, God. Oh, they were funny, they were. Bless them. Oh, my they, Facebook. They, they were some funny days. The days where. My Facebook Has account's it? been deleted finally. Yeah, it's gone. I feel nothing. Congrats. That's great. Why would you feel anything? It's... I don't know. Some people, people worry about what? FOMO? It's bollocks. I agree, but so, some people have told me um, they get anxiety, withdrawal symptoms, anxiety when they've left social media because they you know, fear of missing out, wonder what people are saying, wonder what people might be saying about me specifically, about them, you know, not me personally, but you know, that's what individuals wonder people talking about them. Um, they 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 feel disconnected from the world and all these things which I'm actually listing down the left hand side are positives. <laughs> you know, they're not negatives at all. I, I didn't even know Boris Johnson had fucking resigned until one of my clients told me a few days ago. It's, Why would I care? I operate living my, my guiding question. Yeah, why would you care? He's a cunt anyway. My guiding principle in life is everyone's an idiot. So therefore, every decision I make is based on the assumption that everyone is an idiot. So therefore, why would I share a website with people who are idiots? Why would I care? If someone said to you, would you care about an idiot's opinion of you or on any subject matter ever? Everyone says no. Why would I care what an idiot thinks? And it's like, well, then why are you on social media? Because everyone's a fucking idiot. Everyone. Mm. And until you prove me otherwise, I will think you're a fucking idiot. You know what I find really bizarre? We have talked about this before. Go on. I remember seeing on Instagram, and it was it was so common, it was almost a cliche. Adverts for systems for getting floods of organic traffic being advertised with paid ads. And part of the USP yeah. of these things was you don't need to spend any money on advertising. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. <laughs> Is it just me? Or is this obviously fucking bogus? Because if it was that good... bullshit justification. Well, I can, I can think of legitimate reasons, as in scale, for instance. You know, we're, we've reached a scale where we can't get that. But they should be very clear about that. You know, I just... Because we, we, we do have a presence on free social media. I mean, I... I Hooked up my scheduling software to LinkedIn again yesterday, um, but I'm not on it. I'm not partaking on it. We don't promote free social media as anything special. Well, it's just there. Might as well, if it's free, might as well fucking use it. Fifteen quid a month for a schedule using posts yeah. I've written, posts I've written months ago. Just recycle them over a thirty-day period. It's cost me nothing, so I might as well be foolish not to. And you've got to sell a couple of books, and it's it's costing in. Well, with our average sale, we sell two. We're two in books profit. over the course of a month. We're in profit, so yeah. why would I care? But no, I, I, I've one of the. I mean, I've made some damn smart moves in my life. Buying a large bed was one of them. 
a big bed now, six foot, six foot six wide <laughs> bed. a large bed for you. Yeah, but imagine this. There's me and Sarah, and Sarah's even shorter than I am. We've got two very small people in a very large bed. It's brilliant. Um, getting my eyes done. Is really she? Lend- is Sarah lend- smaller than you? She's about five foot three. Um, getting my eyes done, my lenses replaced surgically was another fucking... It was so good, I paid for Sarah to have hers done as well. Um, and leaving social... Getting a Mac, that's another one. And leaving social media is... is right up there in the top 20% of smart things I've done. And that's a clip. Three, the only three smart things John has ever done. <laughs> Getting a big bed, buying a MacBook and leaving social media. <laughs> yeah, getting a big bed was definitely... Well, getting my eyes done as well was pretty fucking cool. Oh, four things. Um, it just doesn't paint you as a very smart man, does it? And you are a very smart man. Well, I mean, even smart people do stupid things. <laughs> the, the smartest things John has ever done. Buying a MacBook. Big bed. Eyes. Facebook. When <laughs> you put it like that, yeah. Uh, we've got to leave it there. Today's been a shambles. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. I'm fucking knackered. I'm so tired. I, uh, I eat fucking so much food, but I do so much exercise. It's too much. I'm breaking. You're eating about three calories a day, don't you? No, I'm eating 3,000 now. How tall are you? Uh... 180 odd centimeters. What's that in real money? About what? 5'10? Just 5'11. 5'11. Nearly six foot. Well, it's like 5'10.9. And you're trying to talk, aren't you? Yeah. I'd say that 3,000 calories probably ain't enough, mate. But you're spoken to Phil, have you? It feels like it isn't enough. Um, I'm going to to Phil, have you? I spoke to him once when I was on a thousand calories. Yeah, and I bet he told you what a twat you were. He he said, "Well, it's not a thousand calories, is it?" Because if you're having a beer on Friday, you know, I was like, "Well, you're not wrong, but that's extra math." One thousand fifty, then Phil. Like, let's not split hairs here. I would. I reckon at five eleven, with the amount of exercise you're doing and you're trying to pull, I reckon you probably need to be on nearer four to five thousand. Good. To maintain my weight, probably I should not wrong. To maintain my weight, I should be on about two and a half thousand calories. That's to maintain. I'm actually on about seventeen to eighteen hundred, so I'm, I'm stripping off the fat and it's coming off nicely. What body fat are you at now? I don't know. Do you reckon? Probably about ten percent. Perhaps nice. You don't believe in the body fat thing. I looked into it after you told me it's bollocks, and I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. It does seem like bollocks. Well, I mean, the most accurate way to do it is to boil your body down and separate it off and weigh it, but that's kind of fatal. The next best way is, is probably using calipers. And I have actually got some calipers, and there's a, there's a various formula you can use as 3.5 point and 7 point as well, I think. Um, but these scales and things, they're so inaccurate. I mean, they, they de- depend. 
they're affected by your hydration levels, um, how damp your feet are, how much hard skin you got on your feet, all, all kinds of stuff. Mm. What about Another the hand ones where you've got to hold it like this? Oh, same same thing applies. Hydration levels. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, probably a fairly accurate way to do it would be to have an MRI scan and then to, to volume, you know, get the volume of body fat. But again, that's going to cost you thousands. <laughs> a bit of overkill, isn't it? Fucking MRI scan to get a fucking. It would be a bod- no, it wouldn't be an MRI. It'd be a uh, CAT scan, wouldn't it? Point uh, being, yes. Point being, it's probably best to use calipers or we'll just estimate, or just don't give a fucking. So do I look okay? You know? Yeah. How fucking veiny am I? Well, yeah, and also, I mean, for instance, you tend to, not you, but one tends to carry more fat than you think on your back, which is hard to measure on your own, for sure. Um, a middle-aged man like myself, if he's not careful, will tend to carry it around his waist. I've been lucky with that. Phil suffers with that one more than anything, which is fucking hilarious. Love handles. My love handles come off quite quickly. Um, My... Um... <laughs> My PT suffers from the love handles. Yeah, a lot of my fat is, uh, is visceral, um, generally speaking. So when I start dieting, my, my weight comes off really quickly. My, my waist shrinks very quickly for the first few inches. How, how, how many inches does your waist fluctuate between bulk and cut? Well, during at the... At the the height of a cut, so I know at my leanness, it's probably about 31 inches, 31 and a half inches. And I guess it can go up to anything up to 36. So you're looking at what, five inches? Quite a lot. So you have to wear fucking maternity trousers? Uh, well, I suppose I would do, but I, I tend to wear baggies anyway. I don't, I don't dress up, so. Um, That's true, yeah. Elasticated waist for the UEG. Anyway, no one gives a fuck about this. We're sexy as fuck. They know that. We can make you a shit ton of money. They know that. If you're not talking to us, sort it out. You pleb. Go buy the book. Join us in the inner circle. What's this month's training, John? This month's training is Website Revolution. Because most websites... Why should they join the inner circle? What, 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 what? Why should they join the inner circle to come watch this training? This because most, training. most people, their websites are shite. They're just, they're just catalogs or brochures. And they don't actually, I hate to use the word holistically, but it's appropriate here. Your website should actually fit the holistic part of your marketing. You know, it's not just about your website. It's about what goes on before your website and what comes after. Also, what goes on before what goes before. You know, your website is one part of the jigsaw puzzle. Whereas a website designer will kind of tell you it's the whole puzzle and it's not. Yeah. And some, I mean, like for us, our website is shockingly ugly because we don't need it for anything else. No one's coming to our website to look around to see what we can offer them. They've already, they're coming to us because they already know a certain amount about us. And that's what, basically we're doing what Robert Collier first said. And that is we're joining the conversation people are already having in their heads. When they get to our, I mean, there'll be some who stumble across it, fine, but but what happens to them, I don't care. But most people who meet who come to our website, they're having a conversation in their head. We've sparked that conversation off with an ad or a video, 
or a conversation in the bar or, a, or a, one of our books. So we're already having that conversation. They come to our website and we continue it. Most people don't do that. They try and start it from fresh. Good example for you. I think I might have mentioned this last week, or maybe it was on one of my consulting calls. Um, I wanted to buy patio furniture when I had this place built. And I Googled patio furniture. Um, I was getting loads of AdWords results. And I clicked on it. I was going to like um, home, uh, going to garden center homepages. It was so frustrating. I was thinking about fucking patio furniture. And the first time I landed on a page about patio furniture, I bought it. I don't care if it was, the, I don't know or care if it was the cheapest. All I knew is they were, they were giving me what I was looking for. So I just bought about 500 euro for a fucking table and two chairs, aluminium, something like that. But so I just bought it. Standard. That's what I was looking for. But, you know, it was land on a homepage for a garden centre. You've got fucking lawnmowers, grass seeds, hand tools, clothing, pagodas. Oh, I don't fucking want that. I want fucking, 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 fucking furniture. You cunts. You don't even want it. Mrs. EBG wants it. No, it's for me. It's my, my little patio. Oh. Baby's little patio. Oh. Anyway, that, that's why you should join us. Let, <laughs> let's, not, let's not start a whole nother conversation. Thank you for listening, as always, guys. Uh, go buy the books, then you can join our, yeah, our membership give us some site. Money. We, have finally, we have finally brushed off a uh, semblance of... Uh, a content plan to give you guys in the membership site and those words content plan they make me feel sick because usually this we're going to do instagram and the pitch is going to be purple on thursdays it's going to be pink on mondays it bollocks now we've got fucking two blogs a day coming your way in the inner circle uh in the membership site and uh join us in the inner circle the member website blah, 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 we've done bye-bye and it's worth reading the blog because two posts a day, one of them is by me. That's worth reading. <laughs> You're a cunt. Um, like, give us some money. I've got, fucking, I've, got, I've got fucking furniture to pay for. Nah, Bye. We didn't need that money. They can fuck themselves. Bye-bye. <laughs>